Bonnie Brookland tried to concentrate on polishing the smears out of the cabinet door and block out the nasal voice of her boss, Ken Grimshaw, spouting the biggest load of bull she'd heard all year. But he was nigh on impossible to ignore at that volume. You see, it's just a lot of old junk, really, love. So 25 quid would be my final offer, he was saying to the little old lady, who had just handed him a box full of what she'd hoped were treasures. People did it so often. They came through the doors hoping they'd leave ten minutes later as millionaires, after watching a couple of antiques roadshows and cash in the attics. They presumed every decorated egg was a Fabergé, every cracked blue and white vase was a Ming. And even if they were... Asking Ken Grimshaw to value them was a huge mistake because Rolex or rubbish, he'd automatically say they were junk so he could offer peanuts. Bonnie couldn't see all of what was in the old lady's cash, but she did spot a white Holmgard Gulvar's vase on top, which was quite rare and alone worth more than the £25 which Grimshaw was offering her for everything. He didn't know as much as he purported to about antiques, but he'd definitely identified that piece correctly because it had set off his facial tick, which is what usually happened when he recognised something of value and knew he was going to get it for a song. Bonnie had worked at Grimshaw's since she was a schoolgirl, first just weekends, then full-time after leaving school. Once upon a time it had been Sherman and Grimshaw's because her dad, Brian Sherman, and Ken's father Harry had been in partnership. But when Brian became ill, Harry had bought him out, though as a mark of respect in which he held his friend, he kept the Sherman name above the door alongside his own. Harry had been very good to Bonnie, and she'd loved working for him, and had learned a lot from him over the years. He'd been a fair man, a respected man, and the shop had been beautiful. Then he died suddenly two years ago, and his revolting son had taken over the business, and it had gone downhill faster than an overweight bull on a bobsleigh. It was full of junk now, car boot stuff give or take a few lovely but ridiculously overpriced bits of jewellery and cabinets. Bonnie knew that many of the gemstones in them were fake. People automatically presumed if a stone was set in gold, it was the real McCoy, even if the ruby had scratch marks on it, or there were tiny bubbles in a sapphire, but Ken had advertised them all as if they were. He was prepared to take a risk that he wouldn't be found out. So far, he was winning. Harry Grimshaw had valued Bonnie's extensive knowledge, her intuition and her wonderful way with people. Ken Grimshaw treated her like something nasty that he'd stood in. As far as he was concerned, she was there to sell things, clean up, make the tea and occasionally, when his cronies were in, to leer at. They'd make under-the-breath smutty comments about her, as if they were all in a 70s sitcom. Bonnie hated the days when they came in, but she needed the job, so she put up with them. Ken reached in his pocket and pulled out a creased tenor, and when he went into the back room for the rest, Bonnie reckoned she had a window of 30 seconds tops. She darted over to the old lady and spoke rapidly to her in a low voice. Don't take his money. Go to another antique shop. That vase alone is worth much more than he's offering. Really? came the reply, 
along with a plume of warm breath which showed up in the cold air because Ken didn't waste money on heating. Bonnie raised her finger to her lips. Shh, don't say I said anything. She managed to be back into glass-cleaning position by the time Ken reappeared to see the old lady replacing her things in the box. I think I'll see if another shop is interested, she said. You're not paying me enough. Ken shrugged. Of course, you're at liberty to do that, but I could have saved you some shoe leather. What about thirty quid, then? The old lady stole a glance over Ken's shoulder at Bonnie, who was shaking her head. Thank you, but there's a nice antiques shop in Spring Hill Square, said the old lady. I'll try there. Ken laughed. You'll get even less there, love. He's only been in the game five minutes. Wouldn't know a Vincent van Gogh from a Dick van Dyke. The old lady pointed at Bonnie. She.